Thank you for listening to Tahlequah United Methodist Church's sermon podcast. If you'd like to learn more about Tahlequah United Methodist Church, feel free to go online at tahlequahumc.org. Thank you and have a blessed day. During this season that we're in right now, one of the, the themes that we're talking about is being connected through love and through prayer. And if you remember last week, I talked about how we were connected to the saints of old who showed us how to run the race. That connection that we have to those saints is so powerful that it leads us and guides us and, and shows us a path forward. And if you remember ever so correctly that um, we were reminded of their saints' presence fairly quickly with uh, Don's name spontaneously catching on fire. It'll be a story I tell for the rest of my life in ministry, that's for sure. But we're connected together. And yes, things look a little bit different right now. Like, I know that. Like, I know that, like, I long for a day where we can gather safely again, but I also recognize that the cases are spiking, hospitals are full, and the only thing we can do is safe distance and wear a mask and wash our hands and pay attention to our own health. Um, some of you, Melanie had noted on the um, little uh, um, deal that it's so good that I'm back. Yeah, I um, haven't been feeling very good lately, and it's not COVID-related. Um, I've been having problems with my hip. If you haven't noticed, I'm not moving uh, fairly quickly uh, these days. Uh, I've done something to my hip, and there's no telling where I've done it. There's no telling how it happened. Um, I've been going through a physical therapy the last few weeks, and, um, and I see an orthopedic uh, early, hopefully early this week, so that way we can uh, really figure out what's happening and Maybe we get this thing fixed, but um, I have to be honest with you, not being able to move very easily has, has definitely made things a little bit difficult. Um, and uh, I, I can't thank you enough for your prayers and your, and your kind words. Uh, those definitely have made, um, uh, helps with the healing process, but um, this is going to be a journey, and, and I thank you for that. So we're connected together in this. We're connected through thoughts and through prayers and through love, and God makes that connection happen. And I, and I want you to keep that in mind, that no matter what's going to happen, no matter what the future holds, if we submit to God and we allow God to be in control and we allow Jesus to be the way, it will be okay. And so with that in mind, I, I want us to turn to um, the Old Testament book, Joshua. And we're going to look at Joshua chapter 24, verses 1 through 3 and 14 through 25. Listen to these words. Joshua gathered all the tribes of Israel at Shechem. He summoned the elders of Israel, its leaders, judges, and officers. They presented themselves before God. Then Joshua said to the entire people, this is what the Lord, the God of Israel, says. Long ago, your ancestors lived on the other side of the Euphrates. They served other gods. Among them was Terah, the father of Abraham, and Norah. I took Abraham, your ancestor, from the other side of the Euphrates. Verse 14. So now, revere the Lord. Serve him honestly and faithfully. Put aside the gods that your ancestors served beyond the Euphrates and in the Egypt and serve the Lord. But if it seems wrong in your opinion to serve the Lord, then choose today whom you will serve. 
Choose the gods whom your ancestors served beyond the Euphrates or the gods of the Amorites in those lands whom you live. But my family and I will serve the Lord. Then the people answered, God forbid we will ever leave the Lord to serve other gods. Then the Lord is our God. He is the one who brought us and our ancestors up from the land of Egypt, from the house of bondage. He has done these mighty signs in our sight. He has protected us with the whole way we've gone, and in all the nations through which we've passed, the Lord has driven out all the nations before us, including the Amorites who lived in the land. We too will serve the Lord because He is our God. Then Joshua said to the people, You can't serve the Lord because He is a holy God. He is a jealous God. He won't forgive your rebellion and your sins. If you leave the Lord and serve foreign gods, then He will turn around and do you harm and finish you off in spite of having done you good in the past. Then the people said to Joshua, No, The Lord is the one that we will serve. So Joshua said to the people, You are witnesses against yourselves that you will have chosen to serve the Lord. They said, We are witnesses. So now, put aside the foreign gods that are among you. Focus your hearts on the Lord, the God of Israel. And the people said to Joshua, We will serve the Lord our God and obey Him. This is the Scripture of faith for the people of faith. Thanks be to God. Amen. That will preach, won't it? I I, I could leave this here for you all and just say, here's the sermon for today, I'm done. But I'm obligated to speak by my call and by how God has called me to serve. I love this story. This is one of those things. This is the end of Joshua's life and ministry, and he's challenging the people to see who they serve. What little gods do they serve? Because it had become quite obvious. He wouldn't have said this if, it was, if there wasn't something kind of circling in the waters a little bit. Maybe they weren't fully focusing on the God that they should have been, the the God that brought them out of Egypt, the God that loves them and cares for them, a jealous God who wants only their attention to be focused on God. One of the things I try to teach, at least my children and other people, is that our choices have consequences. Who we choose to follow shows. If we say that we follow Jesus, but don't show love, how are we being a follower of Jesus? I think that's a good question for us to wrestle with. If we say we follow Jesus, if we say we're about love, and we don't do love, then how are we following Jesus? It's just as Dieter Bonhoeffer would say in his Cost of Discipleship, it's just cheap grace, empty words, full of nothing. But if we notice in our reading today that Joshua is making a plea to the Israelites to make a choice between those gods that they thought they knew or the God that loves them and cares for them, that brought them out of slavery, that brought them out of the bondage, that brought them to the place that they were now. 
The choice was theirs. And of course, like every good sermon, everybody said, Amen, and yes, we will follow the Lord. But not very quickly did they turn around and, and they don't. One of the things we can learn from this, and it's really quite simple, is that if we say that we're going to follow God, if we say that we love Jesus and we want to share God's love with the world, we do it. And in that, in that cost of discipleship that we choose to follow is, is that we say we're about love and we're going to share love with the world, but love isn't about expecting people to come and be at our expectations. Love is meeting people where they're at, supporting them, carrying them for wherever they are with whatever you have available to help them, to love them, and to care for them. The cost of discipleship following Jesus, Dietrich Bonhoeffer in his book. I, I don't know how many of you are familiar with Bonhoeffer. He's one of my favorite German theologians, but Bonhoeffer was a Lutheran pastor who was murdered by the Nazi regime in 1945 after attempting to have a coup on the Nazi regime. In this, in this fine book, The Cost of Discipleship, has really been influential in my understanding of cheap grace and costly grace. And Bonhoeffer says in his book, he says, discipleship means adherence to Christ. And because Christ is the object of that adherence, it must take form of discipleship. And so if we adhere to Christ, if we say Jesus is Lord, everything we do must show that. Everything. From whether we win or lose or for whether we tie or whatever happens, we need to share Jesus with the world and we do that through love. Whom we proclaim to follow shows. And I have to be honest with you, with, with, in Joshua, it was fairly quickly where they turned around. They obviously didn't pay attention to what he was saying here. And I think if we dive down deep into these words, we notice that, that he's asking them, whom do you serve? And then the Israelites say, we serve God. Whom do you serve? The Israelites say, we serve God. He says it a third time, whom do you serve? We serve God. But notice one of the things that Joshua doesn't do is challenge them and hold them accountable. And he doesn't say, do it out of love. He challenges them to do it out of obedience for God because he reminds them what the consequences are if they choose not to. And I have to admit that I had a hard time chewing on what he was saying here about God because I believe our God loves and cares for us and all God wants for us is to, to be in right relationship with God. But sometimes we need to be reminded that God really does want us and wants our lives directed towards serving him. Bonhoeffer, and, and later in his cost of discipleship, he says these words. He says, only the obedient believe. If we are to believe, we must obey a concrete command. Without this preliminary step of obedience, our faith will not be pious. Our faith will be only a pious humbug and lead us to the grace which is not costly. Everything depends on that first step. What Bonhoeffer is getting at here 
is in order for us to surely show that we believe in Jesus, surely the way that we show that costly grace is to take that first step of showing love, of being obedient to God and saying, yes, God, I will follow you. I will go wherever you send me. and I'm willing to take that first step. If we're willing to take that first step, then we'll have nothing to fear because God will be with us. If we're willing to take that first step and, and maybe we stumble or on the second or third, know that God is right there with us, holding us, taking care of us, protecting us. But one of the things that we have to do is to trust God, lean in a little more and trust God. How well are you doing that? How well are you willing to let go of those other gods that have invaded our lives? We all have them. I would love to give you a laundry list of mine, but I don't want you... I want you in. (laughs) We all struggle. But here's what the good news is. Jesus called the king. Jesus came to show us how to be obedient. Jesus came to show us the way, the truth, and the life. Jesus came not to divide, but to unite in love. And in order for us to do that as followers of Jesus, it means we've got to let go of some things, those other gods that control our life. And if we truly believe that Jesus is Lord, we live lives that show it. And so I challenge you this week, no matter how you feel about what's going on in our world, Christ is calling us to share love. Christ is calling us to be the church that cares for one another, that shows love in such a way that it inspires others to do the same thing. But don't be afraid. Because no matter what we've got going on in our life and our world, through it all, Jesus will pull us through. I don't want you to be afraid for the future. I want you to lean in and trust God a little more and not be afraid of where that will take you. Because if you do, and you do all that you can to keep people safe and to love and care for people, you're going to make such a big difference in this world where transformation will occur. And so don't be afraid. With boldness and gladness, share that you serve the Lord. But don't just say it. Do it. And do it in a way that shows love. And if we do that, that world that we all long for will happen. But it will be God's world because we're being obedient to God. And so be at peace and know that no matter where you are on life's journey or are on faith, God is right there with you, loving you and caring for you. Because God loves you and there ain't nothing you can do about that. And so be at peace. May the God 
who is with us in every step and every breath that we take, be with us, comfort us, and love us, and care for us through it all. In your name we pray. Amen. We're going to sing hymn number 507, Through It All. So let's stand and sing. Thank you for listening to Tahlequah United Methodist Church's sermon podcast. If you'd like to learn more about Tahlequah United Methodist Church, feel free to go online at tahlequahumc.org. Thank you and have a blessed day.